you know, you don't have to worry about all that. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, Brother Tyler. It's a blessing to be with you all again. It always is. Please pray for me that I say what the Lord would have said. I'd like to look at some scriptures and beginning in uh, Matthew, I mean Mark chapter 8, verses 13 through 21. I find that the disciples were a whole lot like us. And the part I'm thinking about here is is not in a good way. I say us, like me. I don't necessarily have to include everybody else in this. I'll just say me. Mark 8 and 31. I mean, excuse me, 13. He left them, entering into the ship again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand. Have ye your heart yet hardened? That's the thing I want us to think about this morning. Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes see ye not, having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say in him twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said seven. And he said unto them, How is it that you do not understand? Have you ever, in your own personal self-examination, have you ever just found yourself thinking things, think in way, thinking about things in a way that was not good, not just not the way that it ought to be thinking? I do that sometimes. I'll be driving down the road and I can rejoice in the Lord about some things and then and then I get you know, mind just goes hither, thither and yon. And next thing you know those thoughts pop up that aren't good, they aren't godly thoughts. And I see them and in my mind I see my thoughts are going that way and I ask Lord help me not to think about those things. I do that every day. Don't tell how many times a day. That's the battle that I deal with. I, I mean, all you nodding your heads out there, I think probably we all do. But, yeah, you know, so they say misery loves company, uh, in a sense, I guess. When we look here at the apostles, they were like us. They weren't superhuman. They had their faults. They had their flaws. They had their, ba- their battles. And they got discouraged, and their minds, after rejoicing in things of God, they got sidetracked on other things. It's easy to do. 
yeah, I'll find myself driving down the road and I'll have the good thoughts and I'll have some not so good. And I, I wish, really wish it could be on the good things all the time. That's where I, that's, that's what I enjoy. That's where I want to be. But if that, if some driver flies by me doing about a hundred and he's supposed to be doing 75 or 80 at the most and he's driving like an idiot, endangering other people's lives, it's easy to have bad thoughts about that person. Instead of thinking, you know, I, I, I have those thoughts and then I'll, then I'll catch myself and I'll think, oh, Lord, have mercy on that person. What if that person knows you? What if they have an accident? Are they going, where are they going to be? Or when I come on an accident on the highway, I see accidents pretty often, been driving many miles as I do. It's pretty common to see an accident alongside the road. A lot of times there'll be a uh, police cars already there, but went by an accident the other day and it had happened not very long before I got there. I was cruising along down Arkansas on I-40 and, and uh, there was a bob uh, tractor trailer, tractor passed me, uh, bobtailing, and a few miles on up the road, there, I seen him sitting in the lane there in the highway with his flashers on and got up there. I, I, of course, being a, the truck driver that I am, I don't just drive like I would with a car. I'm looking up the road as far as I can see what's com coming up because when you're in a truck, you can't stop on a dime. You have to plan ahead a little bit. But I seen this guy sitting up there and wondering what was going on. When I got up there a little closer, he'd stopped and there was a car crossways in the lane in front of him. He'd stopped to keep anybody from running into them and parked right behind them with his flashers on. There was another car across the ditch there and and uh, on the, out, out across the ditch up on the other side there and they, some of the vehicles looked pretty bunged up. The cops hadn't got there yet. Several people had already stopped. But you think, you know, do those people know the Lord? You know, you don't know. Well, I I need to think on the good things and not automatically assume the worst. When when I'm dealing with people and when I start thinking about situations and people I've dealt with, some of them have not, not been good situations. And I need I have to catch myself that I don't allow my deeds to go where those thoughts automatically try to go to thinking ill of someone because of what they've done that was wrong toward me. I don't need to think that way toward them, about them. I need to pray for them. Thankfully, the Lord reminds me of those things, and I stop and ask for his forgiveness and ask for prayer for, those, for that individual. But the disciples here, they'd forgotten. They just got through seeing these miracles done by the Lord, and the Lord was kind of amazed at them. and said, why are you so quick to forget? But that's our human nature. We are too we are too quick to forget and too quick to get our minds sidetracked. Let's look in Matthew thirteen. In the parable of the sower. Matthew thirteen and verse I want to get is verse twenty two. Well we I won't read 
I won't read all the parable here. I'll just catch this part here. He that he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Now, I find my own personal experience, I, I don't have to have a bad thing happen or somebody do something to me or anything like that to get to to get start get noticing myself getting hard hearted. All it takes I can just start thinking about uh work or situations in life, you know, just that we all deal with. We all, we all go through all kinds of different things every day. And it's easy to get caught up in life. <clears throat> And forget that we're God's servants. Forget what our purpose is. Because our purpose in serving is to serve the Lord, and that includes every little aspect of everything we do every day. There's no, there's no, uh, my part of service to God, or my part of my, my work and my family time, or when I go to church. You know, we don't, it's not all divided up, it's all God's time. And I have an opportunity to portray Christ to everyone I meet every day. And when my mind is troubled about, well, troubled about things in the national news and where our country's going, and all if it, if it's troubled about that, or if it, or if it's troubled about uh, business in some way, or if I'm dwelling on. Uh, what load I'm going to put next, or whatever. All the, you know, those those things are not things that we can avoid. Just things that we have to do as living to know about these things. We have to deal with them. But we got to be careful that they don't become a worry to us and separate us and take our mind away from Christ. Like the care of this world, he says in verse twenty-two, the care of this world. That's what we're, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we all deal with. We have to deal with it, but we don't have to let it become what's important to us, and we don't have to let focusing on it uh, let our hearts grow cold like the disciples had done there. If we do, we'll become unfruitful. It'll choke the word. Let's look in... Uh, Hebrews 3. How do we keep from getting absorbed in these things? Well, praying is a big part of it. Praying to the Lord, asking for His help. Sometimes the Lord will just Bless us with, with scriptures. I like to, when I'm driving down the road, I'm I'm blessed in a way that a lot of people aren't. And I get to hear a lot of the word. I, I put a CD in and, and I'll, like I had one in, of Mark in the other day, and I listened to it for a better part of a week. And, and, and amongst other things, doing other things, I'd turn that back on and go over and it play over and over and over again. And I find it, it's it's strengthening to me to because it helps me think about God and what He's done, the examples in the Word, so it, that gives me strength. 
But a big part, probably the biggest part, is you and other brothers and sisters. Give, give me strength. That's who God, God uses his people. Hebrews 3 and 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Exhort one another daily. Do you ever, do you ever feel like when you're dealing with a tough situation in your life, have you ever felt like you're just alone? We probably all have. We've probably all been there. And even though we know the Lord is there for us, we know that. But David talked about this. We read in Psalms of how he dealt with those feelings. He said, why is my soul cast down within me? I'm going to hope in God. But he was still cast down, but he was still hoping in God. That uplifting hadn't come yet, but he was still hoping in God because that's the only place there is hope. But a lot of times the Lord will use his people to be an encouragement to one another. And when I come here to visit you all, it's always an encouragement. I look forward to it and and the 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 companionship in Christ that we share, the fellowship in Christ that we share is a blessing. It is just what I want us to say, it is a blessing. I love to hear God's word. I love to hear God's people talk about God's word when they're talking about it from the heart because it's not something they heard about and they're repeating. It's something they got it right here. They know what they're talking about. You know that that is the wonderful thing because when I when I hear like this, this brother Tyler preaching in a Sunday school lesson this morning, the comments I heard were comments from people who know what they're talking about because not because somebody told them that they'd heard about it, but it's like that one where that Christ healed and he said. And he wanted to be with him. Christ said, you go tell everybody. That's just wonderful. <laughs> it just gets me to think about it. You go tell everybody what God has done for you. And he told everybody what Jesus had done for him. And when Christ came back, they were all waiting for him. Because he told what he knew about. He didn't tell about a story that... He didn't, he didn't tell a line that somebody told him, you tell people this and give them this pamphlet. He told them what he had in here. And that's what means something to people. That's, that's, that's what really means something. It means something to me when I see it in, in others. It's, it's just wonderful. Hebrews 4. You know, no matter what we go through, we all know Christ has done 
experience the troubles that we can anything we can ever deal with he's already been there and this is what these verses tell us verse 11 let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is not looking for a people that are perfect. God is looking for a people that know they're imperfect, that trust Christ, that trust Him for forgiveness for strength, for guidance. We are so blessed. Hebrews 10, scripture that everybody everybody can quote them probably. The following verses 23 through 25. <coughs> Excuse me. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now this, of course, this is includes our assembling together like we are here today. It's part of it. But we we have opportunities to exhort one another, provoke one another to love and to good works when we're not here. We can we can do that by visiting one another more than this is I don't know how much everybody visits here. I'm just this is just a general assumption that I've seen in my lifetime. I don't see the visiting in among brethren that that I saw when I was younger. I don't see it near as much, and I'm sure it takes place and probably hopefully it's taking place here on a regular basis among you all. but as a general rule, we go about our life and we just go about our own life. And whenever we hear about a problem that a brother or sister is having, it, it touches our heart and we pray for them. And, and if we have, you know, try to have opportunity to, to talk to them and help them if we can. But there's prob- probably a lot of room for improvement in our lives. Probably a lot of room to take advantage of talking to each other more. You know? Hopefully we talk to each other more than just when we're at church. 
I don't know about y'all, brother, but I need it. I need it. And it all starts with me and you. With you, it starts with you. With me, it starts with me. I can't change and I can't make other people uh, take advantage of opportunities to go visit. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm guilty. I don't, it's been a long time since I, except when, like when I come out here to visit with you all or visit churches, I'll visit visit brethren in their home then. But at, but at home, I don't go, I don't, don't hardly ever go see somebody. And I couldn't tell you, I couldn't begin to tell you the last time somebody came to my house to visit me, except my daughter or son-in-law or grandkids. Uh, you know, some of my family members like that. I think that some of my family members from off of maybe last year sometime maybe or whatever. But as far as church members coming to visit me or me visit them, it's my fault as much as it deserves, but it hardly ever happens. It probably shouldn't be that way, you know. That ought to be taking place a little bit more often. But how can we encourage and strengthen one another if we don't communicate? We have we have so many forms of communication now. The telephone is actually is my favorite because texting and messaging and all that. I like to do that some, but just to be honest with you, it, 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 there's been times that people have had misunderstandings and things because of a text message or whatever because it's because of what what one person's meaning when they send it may not be what the other person understands when they read it. Face-to-face conversation is best by far. The telephone beats texting hands down any day of the week as far as being able to understand what where the other person's coming from on the other end. But whatever way, any, it's a blessing to receive a, a text. Brother Jared, he sends out texts to the most all the church members every day. And he started here lately, He's last week or so, he's been texting the, the, uh, uh, a song, the words of a song. And, uh, you know, that, that's a blessing. And put, get to think about, read the words of that song. A lot of times we sing a song, maybe we'll just go through it without thinking a whole lot about what we're singing. Especially if, like, like we was reading about earlier, about our, our talking about our minds being off somewhere. I can be sitting here in the pew or in the, in the seat singing a gospel song with all the rest of you. My mind can be a thousand miles away somewhere. And if it's if that's the case, I've done it. I know I know I've done it. I'm probably not the only one. If I'm doing that, I'm not getting a message out of that song, those words in that song, that I could be getting. And Brother Jared's text is, or uh, reading those words is a is a reminder. But thankfully, most of the time when we sing. I believe we can say probably safely that most of the time when we're singing these songs, we're thinking about the words to them, because we're here rejoicing in the Lord together, and we think we thinking we're thinking about the message in that song and how what it means in our own heart and and things that we went through and how God has worked with us 
in our own individual lives. And the songs, that's what the scripture talks about, singing to yourselves, the verse says, and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Thankful that we can have that. And please pray for me that I, that I would continue to grow in the Lord. And, you know, I, I, I do believe that's a growing part of growing is for us to be able to see when we're messing up. If we're, if we're not seeing when we're messing up, we probably need to pray about it and, maybe we'll, and have a little self-evaluation. Um, it doesn't do any good for the most part. Now, it's kind of a point. I mean, it's good if I see, if I see my brother sin and, I, and if I have the heart to talk to him that's, and God leads me, that's a good thing. But the biggest thing that helps that I can do for my service to the Lord is to see is what that how that verse go? I think it's one of the, one of the ones here in the parable of the sower. His but honest and good heart receives the word. I have to have an honest heart with my Lord, and truly praying, Lord, show me where I'm wrong. Help me to change, and He will do that. He does it. I believe I truly believe that's part of our growth in the Lord to be able to see the light and and acknowledge to him between me and my Lord Lord that wasn't right I shouldn't have been thinking that or uh, you know I don't want to have those kind of thoughts I want my mind to be on the good things you know if my heart's not where it ought to be and I'm thinking selfishly I'm not going to be seeing my faults I'm going to be seeing everybody else's but when I'm really honest with the Lord and with myself I'll find there's plenty of faults there to look at in my own self. And I want to do better. I want to grow in the Lord. I want to be stronger in the Lord. I want to be closer to the Lord and make less mistakes. And I make them. I make plenty of them. Thank you for the privilege of being here today. And thank you all for spoiling me with, with a real good meal and time together when I was here. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate those words.